0: O'Connor And I'm Sarah Connell Sanders. And this is Pop It. This is the podcast for popping questions,
1: popping bottles, and pop culture. I feel like I squeaked a little at the beginning, but I, I liked that because we're excited Yeah, we did that's do a the break. Wrong. Why did we mainly take a break, Sarah? I was on maternity leave. Yeah, Sarah <laughs> took a maternity leave from our podcast. Also, it was like the summer. <laughs> from everything. For yeah. some reason, I think like the summer we have more time, but I think it's also easier, at least for me to like when I have... The schedule, schedule of school to set these times. So yeah, we took a little summer break. We're back, baby. Oh no.
0: It was we... cool too. A lot of people reached out to be like, Are you guys done? And I was like, Oh no, no, we're it's maternity leave. Yeah,
1: we're on <laughs> we are we are on maternity. <laughs> maternity leave
0: uh, my, one of my best friends from college when she was unemployed kept calling it fun employment it's fun employment I keep thinking maternity leave kind of like that I'm like I just get to hang out with this
1: kid all day funternity leave funternity forever but then it's like you have those times when you have a chance to like be alone and it's very exciting right yes not because of anything about the baby right well that's the thing
0: it's like your part of your heart is still like where's that child yeah that child okay i love her so much and then the rest of you is like okay just like release your tension um but my dad is here babysitting i love it thanks dave connell
1: whoop Rig rigor yeah. yeah he
0: was brought up too he's like oh Sarah I gotta work with Post Malone again tomorrow and I was telling Molly about his
1: run-in I had forgotten once you said once you repeated the story <laughs> I remembered but he your dad thought that he was like a crew member right yeah. and kept telling him to put out his cigarette
0: yeah and it was a two-day show so the first day he was like dude this is my place to work. put that out and then the second day Post Malone was smoking again and he's like Listen, I told you yesterday, kid. (laughs) Blah,
1: blah, 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 blah. And someone called him over. I was like, Dave, that's the act. That's the talent. (laughs) (laughs) So he's not a a talent wrangler. Yeah. But he is a wrangler of setups.
0: To be fair, I guess Post Malone was like, I'm sorry, man. I've been trying to quit. And I was
1: like, that's pretty cool. I could see Post Malone being like a very sweet person.
0: Yes, for sure. I could see him being
1: like... Um, uh, well, we have we're, a lot to talk about. Yeah.
0: We're here for like a pop culture roundup. It's the first day of fall today, right? Yes,
1: it is. So we're like ending our summer officially. I think it's the first day. It was either today or yesterday.
0: But I know. I was close getting enough. confused about, I think today is the first day of fall and yesterday was the
1: last day of summer. Is that right? I don't know. But the important thing is that it's Libra season. <gasps> Welcome. <laughs> yes. We love <laughs> we love Libras here. I am a Libra. That's why I'm saying that. No, Molly's um, birthday is coming up. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love Libra season, though. It feels balanced to me. Partly because I am a Libra, but also partly because that's the whole vibe, right? It's funny, actually. So one thing, Sarah, we have like a bunch of things to talk about, but I'm just going to really quickly, because I thought of this, we can discuss it. Um, if you guys know the singer and songwriter and artist, Marin Morris. Yes. yes. <laughs> she is a highly, like, super successful solo artist on her own. I love her as part of this country super group or like, you know, country whatever, the high women, but she recently got into a little argument with Jason Aldine, who is, a, you know, a country singer. He's a super successful big yeah. big Yeah. And his he's wife. the one who kind of like brought spoken word into country. No, he's not. He sucks. Oh. We don't like him. Jason okay. Aldine uh, is uh, bad. You? you might be thinking of like Jason Isbell
0: Maybe.
1: who we love. Okay. Well, anyway, his wife, Jason Aldine, is one of those guys who's like the very typical, like the type of country music that I think people think of when they, if they are going to like make fun of it, like the like, I drank too many beers, no, like the over the top songs. accents or like the over the top, like what's the word I'm looking for? Not accent, the like the, cadence, the country the twang. twang. Yes. It's like too much though. And he's a guy who like, you know, he does the big stadium shows a few years ago. He got caught kissing this girl somewhere and was like, I'm so sorry to my wife years later, whatever, that's whatever, he ends up marrying that girl that he was kissing. Ah. Her name is Brittany. So there's this woman, Brittany Aldean. <laughs> she does a post on the internet that essentially, like, I'm not going to rehash the entire thing, but it was a, came off as, and turns out was pretty transphobic. And so there were certain artists, so Cassidy Pope, who's a country artist as well, was like, kind of rebuked it. And Marin Morris, like, bless her, <laughs> straight up was like, <laughs> It's not hard, and this is like a paraphrase, but it's almost quite, right? She said it's not hard to not be a scumbag, like not to be a crappy person. Like
0: if something does not impact your life, why do you have to comment on it?
1: Exactly. And And wait,
0: for just a little context, she said, I'm glad my parents let me be a tomboy and didn't change my gender. Right.
1: That was the whole thing. And so the whole point was like, it was basically about the idea of like kids shouldn't be allowed to express or even think about whatever they're like changing their identity or you know something or like that. experienced gender dysphoria, yeah. dysphoria openly. Right. Like... And it, and I think it could have been seen as benign but she doubled down on it which then made it worse. But Marin essentially at one point <laughs> said sell your Clippins and zip it insurrection Barbie. Oh. She called her insurrection Barbie, which is a very funny thing to say. The reason I thought of this coming back to astrology is that <laughs> later Marin Morris was like no, I'm glad I said that. Like, she basically was like, yeah, like there are worse things I could have called her. And um, our friend Emily Swalick, who was a guest on the show once, um, a couple years ago, she's she's a social worker. She's an amazing person. She does all kinds of great stuff for the Worcester community. She replied, I uh, I had posted the quote of Maren Moore saying, there are worse things I could have called her. And Emily said, that is one of the most Aries things she's ever said. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought it was such a funny thing to immediately be like, oh, Maren Morris, like that classic Aries, but also is like so true. Sarah, you're an Aries. As a fellow Aries. You're an Aries, yes, yeah. I appreciate
0: And I can't remember what, I mean, it must have been Fox News <laughs> called her like that crazy
1: country music lunatic person. Lunatic country music person. Yes. Tucker Carlson had Brittany Aldine, the Jason Aldine's wife, the original like poster in this situation on the show. And they were just talking crap about Maren Morris and a, and then Tucker Carlson called her a lunatic country music person and then Maren Morris made a t-shirt that said that and donated the proceeds to pro trans organizations that specifically work with trans youth which is really wonderful but I apologize for the detour that is a that's a pop culture story though and oh I also just God, like
0: absolutely and I also I love when it when you were like he just writes the most typical country music ever I looked up <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'm thinking of someone else. His song titles are Drowns the Whiskey, (laughs) uh, God Made Airplanes. Oh.
1: Big Green Tractor. Big Green Tractor.
0: She's Country. Dirt Road Anthem. Yeah. And he's one of
1: those guys that, like, people have fun listening to his music. It's all good. But I wouldn't say that, like, the type of music he's writing is entirely intellectual. Right? No. As I said, nothing wrong with it. certainly not. But... You know, he's just that guy, like, when I used to think that I hated modern country music, and it turns out, I have found out, like, years into kind of exploring it further, I just hate the men. They write useless country songs. Not all of them. Okay. But Jason Aldean is, like, the the big one. But and anyways.
0: I also, uh, fact checked myself,
1: the gentleman I was
0: thinking of is Luke Bryan, who uses oh, yeah. more, like, spoken word
1: hip-hop influence. But- he's... An interesting character. He Luke Bryan is really fun. He was on The Voice, too. He's oh. been on and off. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I'm sorry. American Idol. He's an American Idol judge now.
0: But I'm glad you mentioned The Voice because I think our guest for um, October 5th was on The Voice. Is yes. that right? Allison Porter. Yeah. Did she win? I'm not sure. I think she might have gotten second or something, but yes. she did well. Worcester
1: has, like, a pretty storied history at this point on the voice.
0: so Kara Brindisi's on it, on it right now.
1: We don't know whose team she's on, which I'm very, very excited to find she out. She
0: did some sort of video with Gwen Stefani and Lipstick.
1: Spoiler alert, Sarah! No, I don't. Oh,
0: sorry. No, it's
1: okay. I don't watch The Voice, but I am following. Oh, um, there's a dog there's here. There's a dog here. All right, you can Wendy. come in. Baby's downstairs, but you can be our guest. A puppy came to the door. Winnie, what are you I need to slow down. I think I'm talking too fast, Wenny. It's because okay. I'm so excited I know, about it. I'm everything. excited to do this again. Um, but yes, we have. Wenny, your, your panting might not, not work. Just <laughs> lay down, bud. Hey. We can, we can cut out the panting. Yeah. Um, Ricky Duran. Oh, yeah. Right. And Sam James. Yes. Yeah, Sam James. So, like, going back to, and I believe Sam James was on season three, which is going way back.
0: Wow, and it's funny. He married the mom of the girl that trained me at Armsby Abbey. That's so funny. And that's my Sam James connection. Yep. It is so interesting. Molly, you are about to retire from the Armsby Abbey. I am.
1: If anyone, uh, there's really no chance at this point, but if anyone wants to come visit me on my last day at Armsby, it is Zouan. It's the biggest It's event a very yes. year. It's yeah. a very big event. Yes, I am. Um, I needed, I needed to have my weekends open. I'm very excited to go to an apple orchard on a Saturday afternoon.
0: Seven days a week
1: is a lot. It is a lot. And I think I had fun. I'm glad I did it. But it's time for me to move on. Yeah,
0: well, I love that for you. And I did five years. And then I think you
1: did five years. I only did three. Only three? I know. It seems like it's been longer. But it's only been three. Oh, man. Or it'll well, be like... Three and a yeah. half-ish. At any rate,
0: I think, yeah, anyone who um, would like to become a future poppet host, that's your rite of passage. You have to yep. work at the RMC. You Arms have County to work at Arms For at least three years. Yep. <laughs> three years plus. Okay. So, I want to catch up on all the pop culture yes. that happened this summer, because I think you came over, like, every couple of weeks and brought me delicious lunch and visited the baby, but we weren't talking about, like benifer 2.0
1: exactly we're
0: talking about diapers um <laughs> but yeah i was super confused by the fact that she had like 17 weddings to ben affleck okay
1: this whole i i this whole thing is nuts to me like everything is crazy about this your
0: panting really is a problem i'm sorry i love you so much Money, we love you but you, you go, gotta it's go just, it's gonna be
1: picked up on the microphone <laughs> i love you i so love much. you bye okay sorry (laughs) that's okay uh
0: jennifer lopez and her nuptials
1: so i honestly have still not i'm gonna be honest guys i've not come to terms with the fact that they're even back together and i don't know what it is i don't know if i just like loved him with jennifer garner even though i know it's like done done forever which is good for both of them i think
0: well definitely good for her yes
1: But – and I think it's great. Like, I think they both seem really, really happy. I think it's just such, like, a – it was so jarring. I think I'm still just, like, okay, this is, like, for real, real happening, Um, which is great. Like I said, they seem really happy. But, yes, they had several – they had, like, one legal wedding.
0: In Vegas, I think. Right, that's right. Very small. They went to Vegas. Yes,
1: that's right. And she wore – I think she did Ralph Lauren for a lot of it. That might have just been the main wedding. Yes, but but then like the night before something, she had worn like a dress from an old movie. It was really cute. And no one
0: was sure what movie it was, but they were pretty sure it was like something she'd been in
1: with him. Right, but it's like, if you're going to do that, you should make it obvious. Right. I, I
0: didn't totally understand, but <laughs> yeah. I appreciate them trying to keep these little nuggets for themselves. Oh, totally. But the one that I did not appreciate yes. was that uh, Ben Affleck bought an estate in 2003 when they were first engaged and planning to get married, and they were going to get married there. Yeah. Um, it's romantic, but... And he has still owned it all of this time. All of this okay. time, but for the fact that... The estate is actually an imitation plantation. It's not even a real plantation. So the land was a plantation but it burned down and so they rebuilt it to look antebellum style. I was to say the
1: antebellum style. style. If you can't I literally just like did a like forehead. (laughs) Like my hand just went, I just
0: I'm reading from the cut right oh now. Boy. It says the house was designed to reference the property's history as a rice plantation worked by slaves and Creek <laughs> Indians. The property includes an unmarked slave graveyard.
1: Oh my lord. And so Sarah, what no. do they do at this at this property?
0: Uh, what do they do? Oh, they what got married. They, they got married there. Yeah.
1: Well, and it was supposed to be
0: nostalgic. Like, oh, I bought this for you. It's where we were gonna get married back in two thousand three. But it's like very fraught. And I think we've come a long way since then. We're I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. Like a lot of celebrities have been married. Yes, it's at been, It's, it's like, not. It's not been something
1: that has not happened before. Nineteen
0: ninety nine, Reese yeah. Witherspoon
1: and Brian Phillippe. I didn't know that one. But I have to say, it does not surprise me.
0: 2012, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. 2019, Justin Bieber and Haley. Yeah, it gets to the point where it's like, you should know better, you Yeah, know? so I'm going to give them, like, the benefit of the doubt in the 90s, in the early 2000s, that, like, at least the People, discourse wasn't out there right. so much. I think, like... They were w- thinking Gone with the Wind.
1: Yes, which, like...
0: Still doesn't make it right.
1: Yeah, you know, like still kind of like a an interesting like judgment to make. But yes, right, I think now from a,
0: there should be no more th- self
1: awareness. Exactly. Like yeah. it's not even just from an like sort of an ethical, like personal perspective, but like it's not good optics. No. The idea too is and the reason that if you're not sure why people are upset about it, because plantations especially now that they are done up, they all, they tend to look very beautiful and opulent, right? Um, But, like, as Sarah said about the, this particular one, the Jen and Ben one, there's an actual unmarked graveyard there. And I imagine that most of them also have things like that. Um, And even, like, thinking of, on the nostalgia part, right? So, like, it's nostalgia for them, but, like, what's the nostalgia for, like, the descendants of slaves who, who were forced to work there, uh, right? Correct. So the whole thing is just, yes, it's very fraught. That's a great way to put it.
0: And to make matters worse, too, there was a story a few years back about a PBS show where they did genealogical tracing. Yes. And like Celebrities would go on and find out who their ancestors were. And then Affleck, it was called Finding Your Roots. He found out that his roots were slave owners, like really close to to this plantation in Georgia where they yes. had their wedding. And he twisted some arms at PBS and said, please don't air that information. Like, talk about my mom, who is a freedom writer. Please do not talk about my slave owner ancestry. And PBS has since, like, apologized. Like, we were over-influenced by this A-list movie star. Yeah.
1: and to contrast that particular situation, Anderson Cooper was on that same show and was told by the host slash, like, scholar of that, Henry Louis Gates, that his ancestor was not only a slave owner but was killed by a slave and he just laughed <laughs> he literally starts chuckling so like there's a way to handle it my man the silver fox there's a way to handle it to say oh yeah like this was part of my history yeah in my my family's background and just move forward but yeah it's a little disappointing oh, yeah. and I, okay but
0: that like slave owner history aside the aesthetics of the wedding were odd it was, like, very basic Pinterest. There yeah. were all these, um, I would call them encouragements. Like, these signs that said live, laugh, love, and
1: stuff like that. Yeah, you would think that... Because I don't know how much... Maybe it was this... this maybe they planned it. Maybe that's why. Because as to say, I don't think that, like, if Jennifer Lopez or Ben Affleck, like, hired someone, that that person would be like, okay. <laughs> this is a great idea. Right. Yeah. Only because, like what you said, it's just stuff that... I feel like the... I feel like, particularly JLo, Lo, she tries to be her own thing, right? She is a brand, and so she usually makes her own way or tends to. So it's interesting that it was like seems almost like cobbled together.
0: And it okay, so she has this
1: newsletter that you sign up for, and it's
0: like old <laughs> like school. Like goop. Yes, <laughs> it's like probably over ten years
1: old. It's called on the J Lo, I think. Like <laughs> on yes, the download. Like, well, it's on. Well, on the six was one of her. Albums. Oh. Yes.
0: But I did, um, let's see, I pulled a quote because it's so wild. It just sounds like she's trying to be a romance writer. At 645, Saturday, August 20th, the sun broke free and cast its rays like little diamonds dancing across the river behind the makeshift altar in our backyard at a plantation. Uh, the sky was clear blue, and distant clouds of pure white held fast in the sky as the sun set behind the live oak draped in Spanish moss. A warm breeze swept over the lawn where our closest family and friends sat, and at long last, I started my walk down the stairs that would become the aisle that would lead me toward the rest
1: of my life. Oh wow! I, I'm gonna be honest, Sarah. I hated that. I know. <laughs> diary or something. And it's, like, but, but it's also sad because maybe for her, like, that's, like, for real, right? Like, that's, like...
0: And I... I know, and that's where I started to think the signs were so earnest, but maybe they were
1: hers. Yeah, maybe that's... Maybe J-Lo is just, like, a secret Pinterest girl. Which, like, there's nothing wrong with that, to be very clear. I'm just surprised. Yeah, me too. I
0: picture her as, like, cool Miami chick, not, like, Idaho Pinterest I mean, girl. just from the Bronx,
1: like... <laughs> You know?
0: <laughs> I know. Jenny from the block. Jenny from the block. Oh,
1: God. Interesting. It is nice, though. I did like how they went on, like, honeymoons, like, a honeymoon or two together, but then they, like, brought the, their kids on one. Yeah, I think I
0: that's thought that, I
1: thought that was sweet. Because their kids were all old enough to, like, understand what's like, happening. And that's what made me believe that it wasn't fake. Because they involved the kids. Yes. Absolutely. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe right. they're monsters. And we but... talked about this. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit when it was first happening because we were like, what's the situation here? Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I have to say one thing about this that makes me even kind of more disappointed in regards to Ben Affleck specifically is that, like with the plantation thing. like, Sorry, because... you guys, I'm drinking wine because I have a babysitter. It's really Pop bottles. <laughs> okay. um, is that, I mean, like he showed a lot of insensitivity really like to in, jennifer garner no 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 sorry to like the ancestors of, of oh, slaves on yes. that plantation to ancestors or just like the slaves of people that his family owned. like there's those instances and then there was another time where like he was on um real time with bill maher this is also like however many years ago where he and bill maher got into a shouting match where ben was arguing like for the humanity of muslim people and just being like, they're people, they're our neighbors. And so it's so interesting that people hold those dualities, right? Where he was like very like vigorously fighting for this particular idea of just being like, there's nothing wrong with being a part of Islam. And 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 I do
0: believe two things can be true.
1: Absolutely. And so it's just interesting to also have that element where you're like, well, you
0: have this idea. So
1: like, be more introspective in other senses too, you know? Because
0: we did mention Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. Like, they came out with... I, I know they got married in what did I say? 2012?
1: 2012,
0: yeah. But they came out recently with this big apology. Like, man, that was an oversight. That was really, really disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And we weren't... We We feel really bad about it and we can't make up for it now. Mm-hmm. But I think there is a way... To come back and and admit that you've changed your mind. Right. And
1: maybe even do some work to, like, try and repair that. To be like, we are going to donate some money or something like that. So this just felt bizarre to me. Right. Because it's been enough time where, like, a very, very high-profile couple has already apologized for it. And then you just do it again. It's Um, interesting. Yeah. Um,
0: But... Speaking of high-profile couples. Yes,
1: oh boy. Don't worry, darling. Oh man, man, oh man. I can't believe we haven't talked about this. I'm so excited. Guys, I know (laughs) that you're probably, don't worry, darling, doubt, but there's really no end to what we can further discuss.
0: Can I give like a 20-second recap just in case? Yes, absolutely, you gotta. My my beautiful mother-in-law is listening and she doesn't know about don't worry, darling. Absolutely. Okay, um... There is a film by famed feminist director. Now she's only directed one other movie, but it was very well received, Olivia Wilde. And I
1: loved that
0: movie. Me it's too, Book Smart. We talked, we've talked about it. Fantastic. Yes. It's like one of my top five really from the last decade. I love it so much. But this film she cast Shia LaBeouf. Originally, to be clear, if you get confused. Yes. And um Florence. Florence Pugh and Florence was objecting among many other people to the fact that Shia LaBeouf had like
1: a lot of, uh, say a lot of problems, (laughs) a lot of problems. The main one, the main one I think being, um, he was at that time being sued by his ex-girlfriend FKA twigs for, like inflicting emotional and physical abuse on her during their relationship. Um, among like other things, I think you guys, I think people are kind of aware just that Shia has had different things going on for the past like 15 years.
0: Right.
1: Um, but.
0: Harry Styles was recast as whatever. Role, in that role. Yeah. yeah. And um, Olivia said that was her number one pick. It was just like such a pie in the sky dream. And because of COVID, Harry was finally able to accept mm-hmm. it. And so we end up with this cast. A lot has happened since then. <laughs> uh olivia and
1: harry fell in love or something allegedly i think yeah i mean i think you know yeah they they fell into they fell in something Mm -hmm. i don't know if they still are no one does the entire thing is a mess and this
0: was just like (laughs) so their romance began what i believe to be just a couple months after she was with jason sudeikis yeah i don't father of her children i don't
1: believe ted lasso yes um as far yeah, there wasn't a crossover. It wasn't like she left. No. She and Jason Sudeikis had been fully separated, so like there's no drama there outside of the drama that is there, but that's separate from this. <laughs> um but yes, they had been separated. She was directing this movie on set. She and Harry had sparks fly. Who knows what happened.
0: Florence Pugh begins to
1: like notice the absence of Olivia Wilde. Not just that, the whole crew starts to notice that like shooting is getting held up because the two of them are just like I in don't, their trailers yes yeah um so that's like its own thing it's also just like and and to be very clear I don't want to single out Olivia Wilde for doing this because this is something that happens frequently and something that men or male directors do a lot
0: I've heard a lot about that that like if this was a male director it would just be run of the mill and I, I was
1: like well that's wrong but this is also yes, wrong but I also yes. think that there's a larger context here that is not just the idea so like what we were going to say is like I mean it's not great practice as a director to unless you are already like a lot of times people sometimes like directors direct their spouses like that's a thing that has been common Nick Cassavetes John Cassavetes oh my gosh Nick is this son John Cassavetes used to direct his wife Gina on almost everything. And
0: I could see that in in terms of acting like yeah. Jacob would probably be much more in tune with my emotions and bringing them about mm-hmm. and like being
1: able to capture them I get that. Yes. But I think I think starting a relationship with your actor on set can cause issues. Cuz think
0: about the beginning of a relationship. You're still trying to like put on your best uh front and all you want to do is be with that person. Yes. And even it's not it's like chemical. It's not even just Behavioral. At that point, your hormones are dictating sure. your behavior,
1: and so that just like that becomes a problem on set for the people working on set. Um, you know, film shootings getting held up a little bit. We don't know. This is the thing that the internet now is just like. We need an entire like very detailed oral history of every single thing that happened <laughs> on that set because. <laughs> The aftermath has been even... Like, post-filming, there was a t- kind of time in between, like, the movie wraps, and then it starts to premiere places. In the trailer, Florence and Harry are,
0: like, having oral sex in the yes. trailer,
1: and so that blew up a few months ago, I remember, yep.
0: and everyone was just talking about this film. Yes,
1: And it's hard with the trailer, because if that's what, if that's the only thing you see, you don't know about the substance of the movie. And it's like, I oh, mean, talk about the substance of the movie. Florence we haven't Florence, you that. certainly, is,
0: like... Yes. I've been asked to do all these sex scenes, and I did not have the support I was anticipating of a female director who sure. said she would keep me safe.
1: Yes. So that's um, also troubling. Which goes back to the original the original thing we are talking about about Shia LaBeouf. So in between essentially like the movie wraps and then its premiere at the Venice Film Festival, things begin to come out. Um, and basically – I can't even remember what came first. Olivia Wilde said, it was my dream to get Harry. Yeah. We always wanted him. And it seems and there's some question about, like, whether that's the case. Um, and then a video <laughs> leaks of a, of a phone call. Well, because she think it
0: was, like, Marco Polo? How does he have the video?
1: I have no idea. Was he
0: screen recording a FaceTime? I have no But it no was a clue. message. It wasn't, like, a conversation. Yes. It was a video
1: like, comes out of... of Olivia Wilde on the phone with Shia LaBeouf very clearly telling him that we're going to deal with, she refers to Florence as Miss Flo in like a snarky way. Yeah, And she's like, she's like, she's like, we're going to give Miss Flo a wake up call. And it doesn't sound like, it's interesting because like reading it, it sounds like she's like saying it in like a really evil way. She's really just like, it sounds like she's, it's conversational, but it's also, like, not a great way to position yourself between two actors. She's doing a deal. Right. She's trying to appeal to Shia LaBeouf. And so that brings to question one, the fact that clearly she wanted Shia there under any circumstances. And two, she was disregarding Florence Pugh's... Discomfort. Discomfort in her kind of, not demand, but, like, her ask that... If she's going to be in this film, that she has a different leading man, uh,
0: right? Which, Which seems totally fair. fair, absolutely. And to make matters worse, too, she opens the call with, like, oh, sorry, I'm so out of breath. I was just riding horses this morning, and I was like, wait, what
1: yeah. If that? you guys don't know, Olivia Wilde um, is an heiress, yes, yeah, she, she has an insane background. She married like a prince when she was 19. She's, like, a very interesting character, but she... So, it's not like she came from nothing to here, which doesn't mean anything, but, you know...
0: It she's, was just, like, a little uh, sliver of character, where right. I was like, oh, you were just riding your yes. horse.
1: Um, but, yeah, so, then we have this premiere at the Venice Film Festival. <laughs> they are all seated, like, actors with problems and actors without problems every other.
0: Yeah, they tried to really, like... And I do that in my classroom.
1: Absolutely. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's like you put the well-behaved you children have to... in between the you kids have to give that it really a struggle with
0: discipline. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, so people notice immediately. And even leading up to it, people are like, what's it going to be like? Because yeah. all this stuff had come out. And
0: Florence Pugh didn't show up for the initial, what is it even
1: called? Like the uh, press conference, I yes. guess. She was, she, there was like, there was like a reason though. She was actually late, right? But she
0: posts the. A- photo. Her video stylist or
1: something her, posted like, it. Yeah, okay. with an so Aperol spritz. She's
0: got an Aperol spritz. She's wearing this like a very flowy purple outfit like oh, I yep. just got off my private jet. Yeah, she looks and like she just
1: is like not her here for st- the drama. Her
0: stylist is wearing a shirt that says Miss Flow. Yes,
1: yeah, so or like captions it. So that's that kind of gets the ball rolling. But beyond that we have press conferences where people are checked out. Chris Pine. <laughs> um, I think Chris Pine, not truly not here for the drama, but then we also have so the red carpet. We have people who work together on this film, including two people, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde, who are allegedly still in a relationship with one another, who are not interacting at all, whatsoever. Some people now are speculating that because of that phone call being leaked, Harry is like, "What's the deal?" Because. If she's like, oh, you were my dream, this is this, you know, and then he doesn't know that meanwhile she's on the phone to Shia LaBeouf, like getting, trying to get him to come at any cost. And at
0: this point, they're a year into their relationship. right? So
1: that is, no one knows what's going on there. We have Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde who are just fine, but apart from each other. They're not making eye contact at some point during one of the during either one of the pressers or the red carpet, I don't remember. I think it was the press conference. Olivia is asked about Florence Pugh, Gemma Chan, and Harry Styles look at each other, like what's about to happen. So a lot of stuff. There's just like so many things went on. I'm not even gonna. We don't really need to talk about the spit thing. I don't think. Um, but if you saw there was a there was footage circulating of like people were like, oh my god, Harry Styles walked up to Chris Pine and spit on him it took Um, over the internet it took over the internet and it was and also watching it I thought it was very obvious that he didn't he wasn't spitting on him but he like spittled and it so, yeah
0: that's what I felt
1: too It yes. was and
0: inadvertent, I, and, and Chris yeah. Pine was
1: like and I think that that has so been high. right I think <laughs> it's been concluded that that wasn't that was a non-event right because then Harry even made a joke about it he was at one of his concerts and he said oh yeah I just went to Venice really quickly to spit on Chris Pine yeah like he I made like a joke that.
0: and they yes. seem to get along well and Chris Pine and Florence Pugh seem to have like a real good thing it going. seems
1: like pretty much outside of like those kind of those kind of couples or or like matchups, everyone else seems to get along. Harry Styles grabbed Nick Kroll's face and just gave him a big kiss, I know, like a big. And wet I'm sure we have
0: all been in some sort of situation too, where like two of the people got along, two of the people didn't. But you're trying to be friends with everyone, right? And
1: you're just Gemma Chan, who just like is looking <laughs> flawless and ready to discuss the film that you made
0: well i want to we'll see, see. It. me too i mean so it worked right someone said the movie is actually a performance piece
1: of us all talking about like yes this is don't worry darling. Their it's reactions perfect. to each other um but i do look forward to seeing it only because most of the reviews that have come out are like well florence is wonderful it's a movie um <laughs> that's a we style will see too he was yes.
0: like i like it cuz it's a movie and it feels like a movie <laughs> you
1: get to go to the movies for it and honestly that that quote people were teasing about it but i I did get what he means because i'm one of those people who's like yeah a movie that makes you want to go to the movies like i, I get it the theater. um but speaking of drama theater well and speaking of stars of Il- olivia wilde films Booksmart.
0: who oh beanie beanie Oh, yeah, that's where this all starts. Funny Girl. Yes. Oh, The Funny Girl drama of summer. So,
1: Funny Girl is a a musical based on the life of Fanny Flat, Fanny Bryce! Fanny Flag is the author of Fried Green Tomatoes. (laughs) Fanny Bryce is what Funny Girl is based on. It is... um, I've never seen it. Is that Barbra Streisand's Yes. In my opinion, as a musical, it's fine. It's like... It has, but it has standout moments. Yes. So there's, it's very, very famous for this being like one of Barbra Streisand's like biggest moments, as particularly singing "Don't Rain on My Parade," which is, which yeah. is a great song. Yeah. Okay.
0: So that's a cultural touch. It's totally like, is. Yes. I think of any age, you're
1: familiar with. Absolutely. Um, Don't rain on my parade, right? It's just one of those songs that like, it's it's put out of context in any number of things. People just know, and so. Beanie What was so wrong with her? So Beanie is a trained theater actress. Um, she comes from that background. She can sing, she can act, she's not a belter. This particular role, at least in that moment, uh, don't random my parade, I don't want to say requires belting because there's always a chance that someone and can by interpret belting, something. You just mean like loud. It's a specific, like sound in the way that you can project and you like just use your diaphragm to fill the theater to fill the theater and i mean like i don't know think of barbara streisand yeah but belting would be like um who's a belt who's a good belter that is not too over the top like true belting i mean like wendy houston not that i'm saying like this is only a part that someone like wendy houston can say but like belting like truly just like like, fully projecting. And some people, many people, most people, are literally just not capable of it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, you can learn how. Some people can learn how. Absolutely. But there are some people who just, like, do not have the vocal c- capacity to belt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like I said, like, Beanie can sing. Beanie's funny. She actually has a lot more in common with the character Fanny Bryce than um, Leah some Michelle. other people. Than Leah Michelle, for example. Um, and so... so this funny girl revival is has been planned for years they actually had planned one many years ago like 10 years ago with lauren ambrose who um was one of the stars of six feet under she plays claire 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 fisher she's the redhead if anyone watched six feet under you've seen her in stuff too oh she's denise fleming from can't hardly wait denise Ah! fleming is a tampon so years and years ago they plan this revival she's with the her. one
0: with Seth Green and the yes, virginity.
1: Exactly. Ugh. In the bathroom. Yep. Okay. It falls through. The production is in like a kind of lim- limbo, essentially. So during or just before and during COVID, they're like, we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. They hire Beanie Feldstein, and people are like, this is great. Like, she's a great fit for this role. She has the exact. Banner. Um, she's got like the exact sense of humor, the exact kind of timing. It's perfect because that's the whole thing. Is like really she's funny. It's not a joke. Um, But uh, and I did not see the production, so I'm going off of like what everyone said. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that like her singing in certain areas just like left something to be desired and was really disappointing to people who were going to see this show. Um, I think. And I don't know a lot about
0: this, but that there's a lot of validation to be had for nepotism babies and people who are in Hollywood to perform
1: on Broadway and get, like, a positive response. Right. And, and she's, she's both. Yes, and if you're not aware, Beanie Feldstein is Jonah Hill's younger sister. Jonah's last name is Feldstein. <laughs> um, but
0: she's also had big success in Hollywood, well, right. which is great.
1: Yes, in her... Right, so when you but move I think from people the, like.
0: Search for validation on Broadway, and I right.
1: know, she didn't get it. Well, and I think it's a little different for her though, because yes, she's had success in film, but like, like I said, she is like a trained actor on stage, mm-hmm. so it's not like a, they plucked like someone who's only done film to do it. But yes, you're definitely looking for that. Like, yeah, I'm. It's like mm-hmm. it's good that they cast me. I was worth it, right? Absolutely. Um, and I think it didn't happen in a way that. It, like, really didn't happen.
0: And maybe it was just the wrong show for her. Or, but... like,
1: parts of it were right and that that one element wasn't. Yeah. Um, and so she... She was going... So her contract was going to be up. In September. Yeah. Her contract was going to be up, um, which is, like, normal. And her people essentially got wind of the fact that the production was seeking to have Leah Michelle of like Glee and spring awakening and any number of things, fame to come in and take over. And Leah Michelle not only has very famously like publicly campaigned to be in this role, they actually did an entire episode of Glee centered around her being the star of funny girl. Um, She's saying Don't don't Rain on My Parade, I believe, in Season 1 of Glee. If yeah. I, if I rack my memory for my, like, Seasons 1 through f- 4 viewing. <laughs> but she's also very unlikable as a celebrity figure. She really is. <laughs> um, and she's a belter, so she's got that going for her, which is nice. But, yeah, there's been stories over the years of just, like, not only her being difficult in just, like, a regular diva sense, but also, like, being, like, very outwardly racist um, and making – Uh, making or creating a hostile work environment for particularly, like, younger people of color than her um, on the set of Glee. And joking or not... (laughs) Those people came out of it being like, wow, she was really awful. No, I was going to say, joking or not, people have said she cannot read. Yes. (laughs) I try to stay away from that one only because, like, you know, there's any number of reasons someone might not know how to read. Tom Cruise is dyslexic guys and you know that i love tom cruise so mm-hmm. but yes there is that
0: other but the best thing part that, of it th- so there's a line in the show where yeah. she says i haven't read a lot of books like and you're like oh in her first performance i guess they just erupted like the whole theater just cracked up laughing mm-hmm. thinking she was joking and she made a comment in the new york times and did not <laughs> whatever she said like she, she could have adamantly denied the rumor or leaned into it as a joke, but it was like somewhere in between where we're still
1: like, wait, can
0: she not read?
1: Right She also just doesn't seem to have a sense of humor about herself. I'm not sure she's capable of it though, right I think she I mean like she she skyrocketed when she was really young. She started Spring Awakening and that was a that cracked open a whole world for her. Um, She'd been around before that, but that show in particular blew up it was a phenomenon that's was cheap. that
0: pre-glee or post-glee it late? was
1: pre-glee um, one thing i have to say is that i love jonathan groff who was her co-star at spring awakening he's been on glee he had a show called looking he's the star of mind hunter he does st- he still does a lot of broadway um, in my family meaning me and my mom we love him <laughs> cuz he's wonderful he really is he's just a, a light and and he is her best friend they are like obsessed with each other and every time I remember that, I'm like, man. She can't be that bad. No, I think the opposite. Like, what's going on with <gasps> Groff? I oh. think it makes me think less of him, to be honest. That they are so deeply connected that there's no stopping it. But regardless, um, when Beanie's people found out that Leah Michelle was going to be offered the part, essentially, they were like, she's done now. <laughs> In July. Yeah, I think they... And it wasn't just that. um, Her understudy, Julie Benko, who is apparently very good in the role, had been basically like acting like she was the reason people were coming to see it and was posting stuff on Instagram. Like, I'm on today. Like, come see me. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I understand from a self-promotion standpoint, like, you absolutely want to be like, I can be a star. I can be on Broadway. Especially, like, it's so hard to make it to a point as a stage actor where you are like comfortable financially, where you feel like you have job security. Like it's hard. I bet. They don't I mean like outside of big, big stars, they don't they, they don't get paid like like movie stars, right? right. Or even TV actors. Um, so it's a different world, but it, it got to the point where like it was kind of weird and like seemed kind of mean. I read from some of the producers, some there were some producers broadway has the way that it works is like there's a lot of money there's a lot of money coming from a lot of places there's a lot of people who set this stuff up but there were some who were adamant and like where they were like we got to get beanie out we're not making a profit Mm -hmm. which like yeah like it's your business i get it but there were some who basically were like we knew that we needed to move on from having beanie in this role but we should have supported her more he and we should have stood by her invisible yes invisible, right yeah um but also just like they should have, they said you know we really should have just been more supportive towards her because we cast her
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: you can't just be like oh that was our mistake sorry she's gone you have to at least like in some way pretend that you're gonna stand by her or just be like we support her she's exiting right like there's a there's just a way to do it
0: well most recently it's
1: a lot of drama uh
0: julia sanders my sister in i yes. tried to go see it this weekend and was it sold
1: out no they all had covid oh that's right leah michelle that's right and, and she did whole... like two performances i forgot
0: and julia was going to see a friend of hers who's in it she wasn't even going to see but do you want some? no 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 i have
1: <laughs> now i'm pouring wine guys oh yeah i forgot that you poured more
0: Everyone got the COVID.
1: Um, Which we hope them the best. We wish them the best. We sure
0: do. Hey, Molly, did you know the queen is dead? The
1: queen died. (laughs) Oh, my God. Are you guys aware? Um, Yeah, the queen. I have been making jokes, which I guess, you know, honestly, it's fine. She's 100 billion years old. She has no idea I exist. I've been making jokes for months that ever since they started announcing, which I think people picked up on, like, six, at least six months ago, they kind of just started slowly making announcements saying, like, in the event – I think once Philip died, right. They said yeah. in the event
0: operation that London this happens, here are the things down. that's going to happen.
1: Yeah. Um, so I've kind of just been like, yeah, it's a weekend at Bernie's, which if you don't know the plot <laughs> of that, two teenagers throw a party at a dead man's house and put him in a chair and put sunglasses on him and pretend he's alive. Um, and I was like, yeah, she's like, she might already be dead, which I'm, I'm not going to apologize. Never <laughs> mind. Um, I was going to be like, apologies to the queen, but like, whatever. Um, She's, she's not only is she dead, but she also like for all of her good qualities was responsible for not great things too. So
0: yeah. Anyways, I I think she was apologetic in a sense, you know, like Ryan Reynolds for the plantation wedding.
1: (sighs) One thing I will say about her is that anything that she did do good or bad, I think she did truly believe in it at the time that it was happening. Um. Again, some of those things, not wonderful. Uh, Some of them,
0: whatever. I'm about to ask but. you what you think the most interesting part of, like, all the funeral and all the thing is. But I'll give you a moment to think about it. I got one. I went to Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld. Um, yes, you last did. Last Saturday. And yeah, like a week two ago Saturday. Said.
1: Yes. And he was at the Hanover Theater. Yeah, in
0: Worcester. And he was really excited to be in Worcester, which was kind of cool. He kept saying it right and being like, I'm in Worcester. You know, doing oh, these like, yelling wow. thing. You
1: did that so accurately that I could hear him do it with that, like, <laughs> the little growl. But the first thing he
0: said when he came out on stage, like, seven times was,
1: The queen is dead!
0: <laughs> he queen to yell is dead.
1: I love that. I don't know if you remember. I mean, you must. But a few years ago, um, he was filming an episode of his show, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Yes, with and, Aziz, I'm sorry. With Aziz. <gasps> Aziz, I think, was coming from Boston and Jerry lives in New York, but this is like the most random. They were like, I "It was so cheese. so in years, like whenever, like five years ago, when they did this episode." I remember watching it when it just came on the internet and looking because so Jerry is like, "I'm going to meet Aziz in this plaza. We're gonna find a coffee shop," and I remember looking because Aziz is in his tour bus and Jerry meets him, and in the background you can literally see the sign for that. Route 20 Plaza where the Chuck E. Cheese is, <laughs> and I paused it, and I said, wait a minute.
0: Because they do a whole bit in the tour bus, too, yes. and you're like, like that's where I go to shop. Yes. Or whenever, you yeah. know?
1: Yeah, the old Big Y. Big Y, that yep. was it. Yeah. Um, they do end up eating at Brody's Diner, which is right on Route 20 in Shrewsbury. And so it was like a little hometown thing, but I think I think he, and I think he's he's been at the Hanover before, yeah, a couple times. I think maybe it's a great crowd. Who knows? Worcester people seem like Jerry Seinfeld people. The
0: ticket still said um, April tenth,
1: twenty twenty.
0: It was like, oh my god, that is,
1: that's like old old.
0: Yeah, we bought them, and it was my birthday. Yeah. we were like, oh, we're going for my birthday. But, oh wow, uh, it was it was a good show. Yes, but the Queen is dead. Um, the queen is dead.
1: King what was the
0: weirdest? Yeah,
1: it's not even anything weird. I just really there. It was a moment I loved. Actually, oh, which I want all the weird stuff too. But yeah, well, the yeah. whole family is weird. I know. As I they know. say, it's not a family. It's a. It's a. Oh my gosh. It's a firm. We're not a family. <laughs> we're a firm. That's what that line is credited to her father, who is um Birdie. Oh God, King, whatever the whatever. Yeah. Her father is. Her father was the one in the king's speech. If you guys, that's a good reference for people. They get that. Colin Firth in the king's speech was <laughs> Queen Elizabeth's father. He says that line in the movie and it's like attributed to him in real life. What was he? Was he King Edward the 6th? His name is Albert. He went by Edward. Actually, one thing that's kind of, people might find interesting is that Elizabeth the 2nd, the one who just died, and subsequently now King Charles the 3rd it's very rare, actually, for a monarch of the United Kingdom to take their their own given name as their royal name.
0: That's right. Yeah,
1: usually they they choose something based on. It's like a. It's almost like a papal, like a, the Pope always chooses a name. Um, so it's actually kind of a new thing to do that, which I think is kind of cool that they're doing that. Even though it's a, it's still a monarchy. It's crazy. But what I, the moment I loved was Will. The Prince of Wales, William. He <laughs> was the Duke. Of, he's still the Duke of Cambridge, but now his official title that we call him is the Prince of Wales. The person who is officially titled the Prince of Wales is the person who is next in line for the throne. So when oh. you get that, so so Charles was for many years the Prince of Wales. Diana was the Princess of Wales. Um, That's
0: where I've heard it. Good yes, story. exactly.
1: So William is now the Prince of Wales. Catherine, I believe, is now the Princess of Wales. Their son, their oldest son lewis and their daughter charlotte were at the procession and there's just like a tiny bit of footage of charlotte turning to her older brother she's like six or something and going mm. you have to bow <laughs> you have to bow she's whispering that to him and it's so cute and funny because he's kind of looking around like i'm a child yeah like, what is <laughs> like, going what is, on yeah it's to, great to be great, a child in that world great grandma." Yeah, for them, it's great-grandma, exactly. Yeah, so, so it's, it's,
0: like, really, I do there's I remember my great-grandma passed away when I was, like,
1: really little. And, and I, I was like, what's
0: everyone all on a show about? I was six. Sorry. That no, and, sounds terribly... No, it's sad. true. I remember being sad. But I didn't sad. get it. Yeah. Right. I
1: was like, oh, my bopji died. I was, like, four. I
0: didn't get yeah.
1: it. No, totally. Um, but I loved that moment. I just love, And Charlotte does seem to have a... So they have Louis, Charlotte... Oh, no, Lewis is the youngest. I'm sorry, George. Another fact check. George is the eldest child. It was George. Oh, oh man, I got to get this God. straight. Yeah, George is the oldest. Lewis is the youngest. It was George that Charlotte told, but I don't, it, Charlotte does seem to have a big personality. She's like sticking out her tongue at events. <laughs> She's very cute.
0: The Emmys were
1: so good. Yes. Are we talking about Cheryl Lee Ralph? Yes. Oh, my Lord. Did you love it? <laughs> baby jesus and the grown one too <laughs> um, i am so deeply enamored by her if people don't know um and part of the reason that she was so uh, effusive i guess is a good word in her acceptance so shirley ralph won best supporting actress for her role on abbott elementary it's a wonderful show if you haven't watched it also yeah we'll talk more about the show show because i did like a lot of it Yes, there were parts that really yes. bothered me. I out, was but. honestly... Well, actually, I was going to say I was honestly hoping, like, kind of jokingly, that Keenan would do a character from all that. But, <laughs> Kel showed up. Kel, that was the best. Well, <sighs> yes,
0: for me, I don't know. I was, no, like, an for all people, that girl. For
1: people of a certain age... I was so excited.
0: Because I always thought Kel was the talented one. And so I was so confused when Keenan.
1: You are correct, first through. of all. You and my mom... <laughs> definitely agree with that um no I think that's true I do think that like I think that we always think that Kel is the talented one because he's more outwardly very like funny whereas Keenan, Keenan always played the straight man yes so like like think of like Jason Bateman on Arrested Development where sure. you don't think of him as being like really really funny yeah the, the straight man to the, the absurdity around them right um I did love that I did. I was wondering. I was like, Is Keenan gonna do Pierre Escargot to the bathtub? And he's like, the French guy. But yeah, it was it was a good show. There was like there were weird parts though. The Emmys always have like very strange things happening. I immediately had a visceral
0: response when Quinto won
1: and Jimmy Kimmel like cut down a bit that he was so drunk that he then, even passed out. And it was funny because that to me started I hated funny. hated that right. I liked I thought it was funny like the visual like Will Arnett dragging him on me stage too. and then explaining it like that was funny. But I'm gonna. Bill Arnett should have dragged him off stage. Yes, but I'm gonna be honest, and it did become a thing. And in, in in hindsight, I understand why people are upset. I kind of didn't think much of it. I just I was like did. Jimmy's there. See, it's interesting. while
0: I was watching, and I was so pissed off. I was like, I cannot believe he's still out there yeah. stealing her moment. Oh, and
1: I and now it's like once I process that, I was like, oh yeah. But at the time, I just was, like, I was tuned in. I was, like, kind of really tuned in on her. Like, I was just excited about Quinta. And then looking they back, zoomed it's like, in yes. on her, too. Like, what now? Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> this guy is not getting off the stage. But, yes,
1: the bit was Will and I dragged him out. He was too drunk. He was passed out. He was not conscious. Quinta kind of tried to – She's like, I won, Jimmy. She said, Jimmy,
0: which, you can get up. I won. Which I thought was
1: really cute also. He doesn't get up and i kind of wonder too if he thought i don't know maybe he thought it would be like distracting me got up i have no idea i don't know i don't know, know his motivations i don't know if he planned on staying no matter who won i have to imagine it I'm it sure, didn't matter who won but it was yeah it was a it was like he was doing a bit during this time where it was a really exciting thing for like a young black woman Mind to have won moment. a writing award at the emmys too it was really cool i will say though he did a wonderful job of at least trying to repair that did he? situation. Yes. Okay,
0: I know nothing about that. So please enlighten me. Because I liked him
1: yeah, a lot. He's great. Yeah. So last Wednesday that she had a planned appearance on his show. She was already set to do it. And he essentially, at the beginning of the show, gave her the whole floor. And he apologized to her. He apologized for doing it. And he specifically was like, "I am sorry that he said I didn't realize I was taken away." And he said, "And I was," and like he very like he was very I didn't know forthright. That. Yeah, he he apologized oh, that and then makes he me
0: feel really good. Yes,
1: he apologized to her and then he gave her more space too to just speak. It was really yeah, it was really I think a great example of how you can apologize and actually like do something too i think he, take note then yes <laughs> yeah exactly but, um, but i do think that's huge right and i think it's it's nice that we have people not that it's like you know it's kind of the bare minimum it's nice to be like oh yeah that's cool jimmy Kimmel did no that. i love
0: that you do like some yes. dumb ass shit where you're trying to take attention yeah, you and you're like you "Oh, you think though
1: you think it's funny at the time absolutely and it sounded like he took into consideration like what people were feeling about it—not just her, but just how it looked and how it seemed—and I think, I think that it, you know, tried to move forward. I think it was great, but but Quinta started as like a YouTuber. Quinta you know? was a BuzzFeed girl. I used to like but watch she her also, on BuzzFeed. She was a teacher
0: in the Philadelphia yes. school
1: system. Yep. Um. So this show Abbott Elementary takes place at like a just like a Philadelphia, just like whatever you might think of as a typical Philadelphia mm-hmm. elementary school. They. Run into money problems, like a lot of other schools do. their student population has has challenges and also superstars. but it is um it's a primarily black attended school. Mm-hmm. It's a seems like it's a pri- like from what we get from the show, it seems like a primarily black staffed school. And it's also like very, very funny. and it takes the parts there are some elements of it where I'm like, you guys are in this room too much, right the, like the the break room. Yes. But they, but they need that for, like, a narrative. Right. And they frame it in such a way that it's, like, a... Sometimes they're just eating lunch. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they frame it in such a way that this is a group of people who are having some kind of, like, lateral meeting, too. So you Which can is, get the idea of, like, yeah. per, per, perhaps it's a professional learning community or yeah. something. Yeah. One thing I, I didn't even realize until someone pointed it out is that they don't put, the la- like, the labor of e- the comedy or any other type of, like... Gravitas on kids. There's no, the kids are not doing the heavy lifting here. The kids that are on set on that show just do their thing. Kind of just act like they are students in a classroom. Um, oh, I there love are,
0: that. Yeah. I don't. They're funny all the time. Kids are hilarious
1: all the time. It seems like they bring in lots of different groups of kids too. There's only mm-hmm. one child on that show that I could like name. But that's kind of the point is that it's not about making kids act for the camera. Sometimes the kids are in class, sometimes the kids dance, sometimes the kids run across desks. (laughs) Um, That's one of my favorite episodes, desking. (laughs) It's about about school trends, so if you are a teacher, you will find it both haunting and funny.
0: Okay, I'm glad you said haunting because I have a
1: hard time watching the show. I love it,
0: but it's so
1: true to life. Sometimes, yes. Yeah, see, for me, it's, like, almost, like, I relish it. Oh, yeah. Like, I bring it in, and I'm like, I
0: think S-. my husband worked in city government for a long time, and he couldn't watch Parks and Rec. <laughs> and I, yeah. I feel very much like that, where now I'm on maternity leave, and I can watch it, and yeah. I don't feel, like, super stressed. But last spring, I was trying to, like, burn through it because everyone's talking in about your it. And I could not I mean, like, get home from really, that environment and then watch more about that environment because, yes. as much as it's a joke, it's not a joke.
1: Sure, right? It is. <laughs> they do a very good job of like trying to be as realistic as possible within the parameters of writing a te- television show. Um, so there's a there's like a kind of core of like young teachers. There's a principal who got her job by. By bribing, or not bribing, blackmailing the superintendent, but she is... She's kind of real, too, Molly. She is the funniest. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with her. She's not at all like my No, principal. she's one of the funniest people I think I've ever seen in a show. Eva Coleman. Is the character. Okay. Janelle James. Yeah. Janelle James is the actress, so... A bunch of them got nominated for Emmys, for acting, for Ed Quinter, for writing. Um, The show was nominated for Best Comedy, but... Janelle James and Shirley Ralph were both in the category for Best Supporting Actress, and I understand why Shirley Ralph won because she does a lot more. She just her character is more rounded. I guess is a good She's way to put also it. Also
0: been on TV since 80s. forever.
1: Yes, um, but i i was I was rooting for Janelle James just because I love that character. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Shirley Ralph is so she was an original Dream Girl. Like from the cast of like Dream Girls on Broadway in Wait, what? Yes. Like she has put in the work. She is unbelievable. Um, people around our age may remember her as Moesha's stepmom, which is why I like deeply in my heart, I like she showed up and I was like, I love her. And my mom my mom was like, I love her. Um, but she's yeah, she's been around for years. She's put in she's put in her time and she got this role and she is she's like effervescent and you really believe she's a kindergarten teacher. And she's also very funny. And she also makes you cry like she's she's wonderful. And so she won this award. Like Sarah said, she'll play the clip of her speech. I
0: am an endangered species.
1: But I sing no victim song. I am a woman,
0: I am an artist, and I know
1: That to me, though, was the highlight of the entire thing was like seeing someone who has worked and worked and worked and then and then not only was rewarded, but also like really felt deeply like that she was had been seen like I'm here and you are recognizing me for this. And just to know that she could feel that was really in a way like, you know, you get that sometimes in speeches, but I it was wonderful. I loved and it so much. I thought, "Who will ever follow
0: this?" No, I
1: know, but thank God it was Lizzo. It was Lizzo. <laughs> it was Lizzo. Yeah, Lizzo. Lizzo and won an Emmy. Was, yeah, Lizzo's halfway to an EGOT. Girl, yes, she and has a Grammy and an Emmy at this point. I love her new album too, and there's New York Times
0: criticism and, and NPR criticism that's like it was too predictable or whatever, and I
1: was like. like I don't so know. Good. If I want to listen to Lizzo, like, sometimes, yeah. Like, do I, wanna, do I want people to branch out, do stuff? Yeah. But, like, I also want to listen to Lizzo.
0: Well, at any rate, that's my album of the
1: summer. I really like the new Mount Joy album. If anyone listens to folk music that is disguised as folk music and then turns into rock and roll... <laughs> highly recommend oh watch out taylor swift october 21st oh no uh but i just don't want any honestly i'm so glad that taylor is doing the things she needs to do i just don't want to i don't want the discourse i mean sarah only the wants other the other end of the, sarah doesn't want the music anymore <laughs> she only wants the discourse I want it all. no sarah wants the Jacob music keeps saying i'm in T and on like yeah you and veronica shout out to our friend veronica you guys are definitely parts of that it's fine i think like i love that taylor has this like core of people and i think she i think that like objectively she is talented i just every time i just don't want to have to listen to it listen to it for like two weeks after she literally does anything
0: i'm very much in love and excited about her (laughs) yeah it's I great, but I just like It's because she would get so much like paparazzi media presence that now she does just little tiny bit. Yeah. Which but her fans thing.
1: blow it up and that is exactly it's it not, has, like the not inverse. Her. It's like I said, it's great. Like she's got music to write. She's right she's writing music twenty four seven in her brain, I believe. I know. Cool. But like I don't wanna hear people talking about it on Twitter. I do wanna hear my friends' opinions. <laughs> I don't need to hear everyone I
0: know. Well, oh, oh, okay. Playing So let's talk songwriting though, because I love, have you seen rap shit? I it's, haven't watched it yet. Tell, I was gonna say, Tell us about it. It's just, it's like a conscious, no, conscious rapper. It's all that wine. I know.
1: This is kind of <laughs> So fun. she's. Sorry, I'm drinking. Is she the star of it, or is it just her? No,
0: she's not in it. She's not in it. It's, it's a so conscious
1: it's a, rapper. Yeah. And then is a it girl a, from. Love and Hip Hop? Love and Hip
0: Hop. And the two of them decide that they're going to, like, combine forces and create this viral sensation. But they're both kind of fighting for their thing, where the love and hip-hop Is woman, it a man
1: and a woman? No, it's oh, two, it's two women. women. Okay,
0: cool. And that's the beautiful thing. That's really cool. Which brings me, actually, to the best thing I've seen in a long time, which was
1: do revenge. Yes. I didn't realize, so I... Oh, it's so good, morning. Um, I knew it was coming, I didn't realize until Saturday night when my Aunt Lynn turned to me and was like, oh my God, have you watched it yet, that it was even on Netflix? I didn't know it had dropped.
0: It's Camilla Mendez and Maya Hawke.
1: Yes. And Camilla Mendez is... She plays um, Veronica on Riverdale. Maya Hawke has been in the PBS uh, PBS version of Little Women that came out just a few years ago. She was on Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to... She's the daughter of Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. <laughs> She's a very good actor, though.
0: That came as a big surprise when I did the Google. But then
1: once you realize where you're like, oh, yeah, your face is both of them. Yeah. Like, she's. Because I I mdb would them in the middle, and I was like, oh. Oh. What is the plot of this movie? Or, like, what's the whole deal?
0: Well, they do revenge. (laughs) Um, Okay. Step one. And there's callbacks to Cruel Intentions, Clueless, Mean Girls kind of dark right it's super it's dark like a he- is it almost like a heather's vibe yes i don't uh, know about it like when you watch it and almost the plot and the content is that dark but the visuals are like
1: super bright there um, was a movie a few years ago with anya taylor joy called thoroughbreds that kind of yes. reminds me of that i
0: just watched yeah that. you're like everyone's so beautiful i will have and those to be uniforms are gorgeous and there's a makeover scene but they're making a joke oh. about it and
1: mm-hmm. then it gets dark makeover scenes are the best makeovers and like auditions in movies like audition montages like bring it on yeah like anytime people need to like see a bunch of people doing something that's always the best moments of movies well they acknowledge it where they're like this is a makeover montage
0: Yeah. yeah, no, no. She definitely, she says it. She's like, I hate a makeover montage. And then you're
1: like, oh, I love We're going to do it. Yeah. And then Rachel Lee Cook walks down the stairs in that red dress and she's all that. And you're like, I'm so glad we did this, it's right? On. Um on. Teen movies are honestly probably the best genre of
0: movies. But this, it appeals, I think, to two groups where you're like, if you were a teen you might really like it but yeah. then also if you're in your 30s
1: you would watch it and be like
0: oh my god
1: i think there's a lot of that lately like i remember i think i told you about the the netflix babysitters club series which like yeah. is definitely for kids or teens tweens whoever who like are reading those books or have read them but it's also like 100 made for like people who because it's it's very modern but it's also very true to itself so I love stuff like that. I will be watching. I was distracted by a different thing that started on Netflix last Friday, which is the new season of Bake Off. (gasps) Did you watch the kids' Bake Off at all? No, but my mom did. She loved
0: it. I tried to watch it, and Jacob being like, Sarah, the product is not good enough for me to watch Ah. this. And I was like,
1: you're ridiculous. See, that's my problem with most of those shows. I don't like to watch kids do those things unless... It is Master Chef Junior, on which the children are brilliant. Truly
0: prodigies. No, no. I loved
1: it though. Yeah.
0: And my favorite part is that they can't reach up to the refrigerator high enough I
1: have to, they have like step It's
0: all these like what's the fridge called that AJ has a steg fridge or oh, something? Oh, those like sixty those very really, like retro. And yeah. And so they try to reach up and they spill all the cupcakes. Every episode, like every single ounce no. of energy into making the perfect thing, and then be like,
1: All right, now I'm putting it on the cooling shelf. No, they can't ask <laughs> an adult for help. No, they
0: That's spill it hilarious. every episode. Yeah, it's
1: like a running joke, but also kind of terrible. So, yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> sad. Watch out, guys, because me and my mom are gonna be on <gasps> British television <laughs> at what? some point. I went to London this summer. That just reminded me. Yeah. I went to London this summer. Um, we went to a, like, a filming of a game show starring Jimmy Carr, who is a comedian that we love, who is an unbelievable host, like, just, like, as, like, that being his job of, like, hosting shows. He's crazy. But you guys might have seen him. He's been around for years and years. He hosts a lot of those shows, but he also has, like, Netflix specials. He's friends with Bill Burr. Um, <laughs> but it airs on Channel 4. In in the UK, and it might be on YouTube here. So if you get to watch Jimmy Carr's, I literally just told you season two. We're probably in the audience and might be even featured. You
0: better elsewhere. be featured. Um,
1: but yes, when we asked about the Queen, I was gonna say I was there while she was alive, guys. She was still alive, but I think she was in Balmoral. Whatever. She was in Scotland when I was in England. It's fine. Same thing.
0: Well, that brings us to personal news.
1: Sarah had a baby. I had a baby. And she also had a different kind of baby.
0: Yeah. Oh, I wrote a book.
1: Sarah wrote a whole book. Obligatorily. That's not a word. Didn't you kind of write two books?
0: Oh, the other book's kind of a secret. But But, yeah, she wrote
1: a book, though. Yeah.
0: The first book I wrote was like,
1: yeah. I didn't know if I didn't know like what what you were. No, but I'm so
0: happy because he wrote the blurb for my book, which is good, and another woman named Pooja, who is like the uppermost memory scholar, which I'm really Wait, excited about. Pooja.
1: Pooja Agarwal. I feel like I've seen her name before. Pooja Agarwal. Agarwal.
0: Pooja Agarwal. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah, but she she, she is a neuroscientist. Cool. I know. And her book is, like, very um, successful. And so I'm,
1: su- I'm so yes.
0: excited. Sarah, what's the name of the book? My book is called Small Teaching Katie. And where can we purchase this book? Well, it's on, oh, like, it's on Amazon. It went first live there, but then it was on Barnes & Noble. And then it was on Target. And then it was on- <laughs> I'm drinking wine. Sarah's so, so excited about her book. And I was on walmart.com.
1: What? It's like, everywhere. Ah! It's like how our podcast was somewhere and then all of a sudden it was everywhere. I didn't know. Um, that is very exciting. Yeah. I'm excited. Yes. My personal news is that I'm no longer going to be working seven days a week. We talked about that a little bit. Woohoo! I also have a birthday coming up in case anyone wants to wish me a happy birthday. Woohoo! Also... <laughs> I feel like there was one more thing I wanted to add, but I don't remember. And so, oh, you don't have to use this, but I I did want to add that (laughs) Jane Lynch of Glee fame also left the show when Beanie Feldstein left and has adamantly said that it has nothing to do with the situation. Why hasn't that been a story? People are speculating. I am speculating that when Leah Michelle started, Jean Lynch was out. Oh my god. And, and was like, like I don't want to be there anymore. Mm. But like I said, she has said that that's not the case. Who knows though. It's fun it's fun to it's fun to discuss rumors about things that like no one is ever going to like meet us and care about, you know. <laughs> I don't think I'm harmed. Leah Michelle's fine.
0: All right, Aunt Molly. Sloan's <laughs> crying.
1: Yes, we got to go.
0: We love you. Thanks. Hold on. <laughs> oh, um, I have been Sarah. I have been Molly. <laughs> and this is Poppit. Poppit. So <laughs> sorry. I'm drunk now. Bye.
1: No, it's fine. That was so